recording video. Which is great. Okay, I think we're all the way live. We're live. Yep. We're recording there. We're Instagram live there. And um, yeah, we're good. Rock and roll. Dude, so this is episode, sadly, episode three. Should be like third. Yeah. We've been busy, though. Well, yeah. And we had one that uh, suffered some technical difficulties. Yeah. And we have one that we still need to upload that we did on the way up to snowboarding, right? Or no, yeah. no, that was technical difficulties, too. Yeah, uh, audio wasn't great. Yeah. We've still got that job wreck out for a uh, AV guy. Um, it's great, except for the completely unpaid part. Right. But great opportunity right. to learn and grow and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Absolutely. And just uh, be around a bunch of really great people like ourselves. Right. Um, yeah. So welcome to uh, our podcast. We are athletic supporters and we're actually, we're a couple things now, but uh, even with football league is something that we're going to, we're going to spend some time doing a deeper dive on to kind of let people know what the concept is and um yeah yeah i i think it's good that we're doing this we've had uh in the short time since we decided to go forward with, with this um you know it's been about a month since since we officially um launched and and kicked off um although the idea has been in the works for for some time um but i think we've learned uh a lot about um how to implement in the first year and um yeah i think it's been good having conversations with people you know you and i both talk from everyone from from parents to youth football coaches high school football coaches um and just people that that are around the game and it's been cool to to get the validation from everybody about the need for for something like a select football league yeah well i you know we've we've talked so many people and i I think one of the cornerstones of why we started this is it seems like every other youth sport has a competitive layer to it above and beyond the rec ball model. And for whatever reason, it just hasn't existed for football. And I think, you know, there's been a lot of one-off programs that have tried to form select teams, um, you know, kind of on an ad hoc basis. And it, it, it's tough to do it that way because, you know, you can load one program or one organization and then once you get all the good guys on one team, you kind of look around and go, okay, well, who do we play? Right. And wh- whether you formally create a select program um, and call it what it is and u- ultimately face that challenge of who do we go play, or you stay within your youth football uh, organization and, and league within you know, Greater Puget Sound or East Side, um, you face the same problem of who do we play. Yeah, we've got a schedule that shows nine teams we're gonna we're gonna play on Saturday but they don't look like games really and the scoreboard doesn't indicate that and I think the kids experience um, indicates that something else is going on right so yeah and so I mean I guess should we start off talking about you know what what the parent perspective is on this and yeah yeah for sure um, and you know a lot of the conversations that I've had with with people about Imua football um, I've, I've started with my own experience as a, as a dad of, of uh, young athletes who have come up through the traditional youth football model. 
and um, the the need that I felt to get on the field and help coach um, just from an organizational standpoint. I mean, you know, no practice plans, uh, two thirds of the team at least that are standing around for two hours a mm -hmm. night. And I'd be looking around like, dude, it's, you know, it's a beautiful Wednesday evening, the sun's setting, it's, you know, it's a cool 70 degrees with a breeze. And we're all standing out here like, what, why are we here? <laughs> why? Are, and I'm thinking to myself, I know the 25 kids who are standing around not doing anything and their parents are just sitting there, got to be having that same thought. Right. So the conversations with parents about um, the experience that they've, get, that they've gotten and um, the dissatisfaction, and rightly so, of, uh, of, of how their kids are experiencing the game and how they're being introduced to the game. Um, so talking to them about a program that uh, is in, intensely focused on great coaching um, and controlling the quality of, of the experience at a, at a league level versus a program so that we can ensure that there's, that there's parity. Right. Um, we can ensure that there's continuity from an X's and O's standpoint and, and the bigger piece, which we um, you know, have been uh, sharing the message about, about how to teach character through sports, um, how we instill all those things in the game from an organizational level is, is really at the, at the core of why we felt a league needed to be created and not mm -hmm. just one program. Well, and, and the character piece that you touched on is huge. I mean, the game of football has has suffered a lot of bad publicity in the last 10 to 15 years and rightfully so we've had a lot of issues with you know some of our very visible players and at the professional and college level with you know domestic violence stuff and and drug and alcohol stuff and you know to be able to have an impression on middle school age football players that i think inherently end up being leaders in in the high school you know whether it be because they have a, a loud voice or an effervescent personality or they're just big guys. You know, football happens first in the year. It's it's kind of a big thing that schools rally around. And I think it really kicks off and sets the tone for the culture of the high school overall. Um, so to be able to really drill down with middle schoolers on here's what selflessness looks like. Here's what a teachable spirit looks like. And, and here's why some of these things are important in life. But even on a micro level, here's how they impact the scoreboard. Here's how they make your team better. And, and I think, you know, people get too caught up when they hear about character and they think, you know, kumbaya and, you know, this, this kind of feel good stuff. And it's like, right. yeah, that's, that's a part of it. But the reality is, is it helps you win. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not kumbaya for the sake of kumbaya or for the sake of feel good, but it just happens to feel good. Right to be doing the right thing, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and to be, to, to go make a block, to go bust your butt, to make a block and to spring your buddy to score a touchdown. Right. Like that feels good. Yeah. It doesn't a, show yeah. up on under the radar, you know? Yep. Um, sometimes it does if you declete a kid. But, right. Uh, right. But yeah, I, I think being a part of something bigger than yourself and really accepting what your role is on a team and knowing that, you know, we all don't care who gets the credit. There's just something special. And I think football is one of those sports where you can really get that if you do it right. And coaches do a good job of intentionally coaching and teaching character. 
Um, you know, the reward you get from that in the football setting is much more than any other sport I've been around. For sure. Um, some great coaches do it in other sports, there's no doubt. But I think football is one of those things where, I mean, you've got an offensive lineman, you know, who doesn't ever touch the ball. And that's, a, you know, you think about the conversations I have to have with high school kids. You know, we've got some big offensive lineman that comes in, you know, as a ninth grader. And, and we know he's probably going to be an old lineman. And it's like, hey, Jake, you know, we want you to lift a bunch of weights and eat a bunch of food and take a bunch of protein so that you can get big enough so that maybe your sophomore year you can come and play O-line and get in like 68-second fights, right. you know, with somebody your size or bigger so that some little running back can run in between you guys and go score a touchdown and get his name in the paper and, you know, get a homecoming date. And, yeah. and so the coaches that really praise that role tend to have a lot of success. And so... Yeah, the, the, the lower level thinking is a coach says, yeah, here's my running back. And then all a bunch of other kids line up and say, well, I want to play running back too. I can play running back. And the parents go, well, my kid can play running back. Right. And he's like, okay, well, well, we'll, we'll see. And if there's time, I'll get you in. Right. So, yeah, what the kids learn at the youth level is uh, there really is only one or two valuable spots on the field. Right. And it plays out that way on the practice field when the coaches are paying attention to four and five kids and coaching them up and putting them in the right spots. And the other 25 kids are out there picking dandelions and just getting yelled at, you know? Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a totally new concept for kids to, to come to, you know, like the program that, that you coach high school football at and learn that there is value in, in positions other than running back. Well, and I think that's what the IFL will really help to bolster is, you know, the kids that we get at, at our private school, which is a, a pretty good one, um, the kids that are physically able to play as freshmen are typically kids that have either had a really, really high-level youth coach which is rare. I haven't seen a ton of them. They're out there though, and I don't want someone to watch this and or, or you know hear this and think that there aren't because there definitely are. But predominantly, they're volunteer guys that are doing their best with what they have in terms of time and bandwidth to be able to put a team together. But mm-hmm. the the kids that we get at the high school level that have gone through FBU, um, if you guys are familiar with that, it's kind of an all star program at the end of the year that they get to go and play teams from the region if they win they go and play in a national championship series in naples florida and the kids that we get as ninth graders that have had one two or three years of exposure to that because they have understood they're they've been able to be in a really high tempo practice where you know some pretty high level terminology is is being thrown around those are the kids that don't feel like they're drinking from a fire hose when they get to us as freshmen and you know, they're the ones that I see are able to play the fastest if they're physically ready to do it. And I think there's no there's no team sport where being able to um, to not think and just play is is as critical as it is in football. Right. right? You got to be able to have the terminology, um, understand alignment, assignment, where you need to be at, how to get pre-snap reads. All those things are so nuanced and um, such a big part of the game. And you need to be able to have that stuff as solidified in your mind as possible so that you can forget all that and go play. Right, right. right. Well, and I think, you know, so the concept of, of Emua Football League is we're going to have teams from up and down the Western Washington kind of I-5 corridor. So we've got 
Uh, we've aligned ourselves with some great guys up in Bellingham that I, I love what they're doing. I know I know Derek was on here earlier, um, but they're just a great group of guys that align with our philosophies in terms of character. And so we're going to have tryouts for all of these kids to be able to join teams within their geographical area, and they're going to play against other IFL teams. So some of the questions we've got, you know, are are there going to be separate teams? Are they all IFL? Well, no, we're going to have mascots for each team. So, I mean, there's going to be, you know, the federal way crush or whatever. Right. I mean, and we've got a ton of names. We're just trying yeah, to I'll dial that stuff down. Yeah. Point. Maybe we'll pull that list up and, yeah. I, and you may even want to put that graphic up if you got it of the state of Washington, but basically oh, yeah. for 2019, we want to, we want to have 16 programs in Western Washington. And then by 2020, we want to grow to 32 teams across the state, 32 franchises where we've got three age levels in each franchise. That would be 11 U, 12 U and 14 U. And by 2020 have a true state championship format for all three levels. So bringing in Spokane, bringing in central and Southwest Washington to join the 16 that exist in Western Washington. So, um, yeah, speaking of uh, alignment, so Derek Watson and his uh, his wild boys up in Whatcom County, shout out Whatcom Wild. Um, Derek was recently named the FBU director for Team Northern Washington. Yeah. And uh, it's worth noting that that Emua Football League is partnered with FBU officially. And our, our format being a select program for 11U, 12U and 14U in the fall season um, marries up really well to to help the the FBU Northwest brand and and make sure that we really bring to bear the best talent um, the best football teams that we can uh, into this FBU national championship format so you know we noticed my uh, my younger son we kind of got uh, got involved in the FBU program uh, we, we learned about it um, just this year really um, they've been they've been grinding up here for nine years and and have a really good brand and presence in in the seattle area and have had a lot of success at the fbu national uh tournament um we just happened to to be blessed to find out about it this year and um, my my the younger of my my two middle-aged sons got to play on it um and and he had a great experience um, you had a really great experience the one thing that that uh, piece of feedback that i had was like i wish fbu could go all year round. Right. And I didn't really care so much if we went to play in a national championship in Florida. Just being able to get reps from good coaches with the highest level of competition, well, the highest that, that, that they could, could garner, um, was, was so impactful for, for Pono, my, my sixth grader. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what we're bringing to the mm-hmm. table for an entire regular fall season right is that experience um you know the the best type of coaching and and the 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 best highest level of reps for kids uh week in and week out during the fall yeah i mean talking about best level of coaching you know we've got our buddy marcus ungaro shout out marcus he's a he's a tremendous guy and he was a db coach for the new orleans saints for many years and just got hired as the DB coach for the XFL Seattle franchise, and he's going to coach for us. And, I mean, it just kind of shows the people that we talk to um, that have played or coached at a high level that have the bandwidth to be able to do this. Like, they're they're on board. And so – and I think that's another great benefit as a high school coach, you know, to have kids coached by other people 
than their dad, I think is, is powerful. Cause you know, there's the, the reality is, is we've had a lot of kids come in and you still got helicopter parents that are used to coaching their kids. And they're like, well, I won three youth football championships with these guys. You know, why can't you, you know, and it's just like, it's a little bit different. Um, but I, I think it, I think it's great for the parents too. I think it's great for the, the parent child relationship for them to hear another voice and, you know, to, to give them a chance to hear other styles of coaching and good or bad. I, I just think that's good for the development of, of young athletes. So, um, yeah, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm stoked about the partnerships that, that we have and the people that have aligned to, uh, to Imua football. Um, we've got, uh, yeah, just, just tremendous high level coaches, um, from as far South as, as Olympia all the way up to Bellingham. Um, I don't know. Do we want to talk about some of the partnerships like on the East side or um, get back on that? For yeah, a we can. I mean, I, you know, I can tell you that uh, we have some really good things happening. I think it might be maybe a little premature to, yeah. to announce yet, but, uh, yeah. but I can tell you that some of the most visible, in fact, the most visible um, seven on seven and training program in our area. Um, it looks like we'll probably find a way to, to work together and we're excited about that, but, yeah, I don't, don't mean to be coy uh, with, with the audience, but um, we've got uh, alignments with uh, some of the best off-season training programs and trainers um, and off-season seven-on-seven coaches. Um, so there's going to be great continuity between the fall program and fall team that, that, that you or, or uh, that your son uh, or daughter plays for um and how that carries over into the off season in terms of the 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 techniques that they're working on um some of the macro concepts that um that they'll be executing within their teams and um yeah the 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 best trainers in the area and while there's a lot of trainers there's only a few great ones and and um we're connected with them so I'm, i'm excited about that yeah and um you know going back to kind of the the concept of this IFL like I think you know one of the things we talked about is for the middle school aged kids um, you know there's not there's there's a few things you can do to to do to improve like your talent your athleticism but it's limited right I mean you can't you know if you're a four eight forty guy you're not going to get down to a four four especially over the matter of a couple of years it's just not really something that's going to happen but if you learn technique and you learn from great coaches, I just really think you're going to, you're going to, it's a great uh, launch pad into high school to, to be around that level of coaching and to understand how to play a two eye and, you know, having a a visual key and a pressure key and understanding what you're going to get as a two eye um, or even understanding what the, the term two eye even means. And, Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, most high school kids, when they come in, they, 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 you know, might kind of know what a one technique and a three technique and a five, you know, but right. for the most part, they're not going to understand um, some of those high level terms. And so if they can get that as 11U, 12U, 14U kids, I mean, I just, it's such a huge benefit, not only to the kid itself, himself, but to, to Washington football. I mean, we're mm-hmm. going to be putting kids into high school with a very strong foundation of how to play the game and, and how to play it the right way from a character standpoint. 
And I think it's a good thing for Washington football. For I mean, sure. I, I think that's a huge deal. All these programs want to they want to be multiple on offense, right? You hear that, that buzzword a lot and, and um, being able to go from under center, from pistol, shotgun. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said about uh, dual threat versus pro style quarterbacks. And, and um, the kids are going to be able to get a sense and a flavor for all of those things because it's going to be the, the most capable uh, kids athletically right and the ones who are most locked on um, intellectually to the game receiving instruction from the best coaches in the area right so their ability to execute on those different high level concepts on both sides of the ball um, is going to be much greater so right. right yeah it's a it's a great thing for Washington football I mean technique's huge and any of you coaches out there listen to this you can relate but it's like some of the best you know zero technique you know nose tackle type kids i've ever coached are five ten kids with great leverage yeah. and great feet and understand how to react and have got great hands and great strike and it's like yeah they're probably not going to get recruited because they're five ten, but they were three times all league shout out jason putnam yeah he's he's like wolves nose guard who went about 170 pounds right it's just uh, yeah, but like the, the yeah te- yeah the teams that win aren't always the teams that have the most recruitable recruitable guys it's the teams that you know really emphasize character and or emphasize technique and um it's just it's a huge differentiator so i think yeah. for to get those kids at and that's why we're not going much younger than 11u i mean there's kind of a reason for it um, we think that you know some of the terms and uh, not only X's and O's, but also from a character standpoint on how to be a leader and a teammate, um, the conversations are different for younger kids, kids below that age group. And I think we really want kids to have fun. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. But having fun when you're 8U is different. Like having fun when you're 14U is being good. Yeah. Right. Having fun, it changes the connotation of what that or the definition of that, I think, changes a little bit. So. Um, yeah, yeah, this is cool. We, we got, uh, we got a, a still a, a tall order ahead of us. And so one of the things that we're trying our best to do is to, is to get the word out and, and we really need, uh, your help. If we've talked to you, um, if we've, if we've had conversations or if you've browsed the, the website and maybe just internally understand that this is something that's good for, uh, for youth football and for Washington football. Um, then help us out and spread the word. Um, we're going to be doing uh, different things like uh, taking uh, the the official Imua football van, 3Tech, yeah. uh, around Western Washington to just be present Tech in communities and, and to um, to be to make ourselves available to, to uh, meet athletes, parents, families. Um, Give away some dope Adidas gear. There you go. We got that. And uh, Adidas just sent us some great hoop shoes today, so we're yeah. gonna probably get a family uh, basketball game going here tonight. Just uh, break those things in. So shout out to Adidas. It's great that Adidas sees the value in this. They they love um, what they perceive the IFL will do for the community in Washington, and um, and so they've they've given us. Uh, quite a quite a backing and so we're, we're excited for that partnership yeah they jumped on it they saw the value from uh, from like a core value standpoint and and what we're hanging our hat on at the end of the day which is which is not about uh getting 12 year olds uh d1 offers <laughs> um although that sort of is a 
is a natural byproduct of competitive sports at the youth level nowadays. It's just sort of the reality. Um, but we, we absolutely want to, to make clear to, to kids that come in to, to IFL to play um, that this is not like some scholarship factory. You know, this is, uh, this is intended to, to bring the kids um, the right things that they need to get out of, out of football that, that, that we believe collectively and everyone that we've talked to agree are the, the, the greatest uh, benefits about, about the game of football. Um, what happens, you know, in terms of, of recruiting and, and that journey for each in, individual athlete is, is up to them and their families, but we're going to provide the best football experience uh, for these kids. So uh, stay tuned on, on social media. Um, we've got a hashtag where's three tech and that'll let you know which community we're going to be in. And we'd love to, to have you out there. We're going to be doing all kinds of raffles and giveaways, like Maui said, um, and the whole point is to uh, to just get the awareness out there, spread the word that um, that IFL's uh, here, and mm -hmm. that we've got tryouts. Um, we've got a combine coming up on May fourth mm -hmm. uh, at Kennedy Catholic High School. Um, Thank you, Sheldon. Yep, You're appreciate you. Coach Cross is is the guy. He's one of the best, man. Yeah, he's one of the best. And uh, yeah, so that combine is five four. I think we're opening registration at one o'clock. We are slated to start at two thirty that day, um, and it's it's cheap. It's thirty bucks. I mean, we're barely covering the cost of t shirts and what we're gonna you know the small amount we're gonna pay the coaches to come. Um, and I mean, even for the league. I mean, here's the deal. We've had a lot of people ask, well, what does this cost? It's going to be a thousand bucks to register to play for the IFL if you make the team. And the reason is, is, um, you know, we're ponying up to pay for all of the equipment and all this stuff, which is, you know, between five and seven hundred bucks when you, you know, really break down the cost of a Riddell's Speed Flex and Adidas uniforms and all that stuff. And so um, we're going to have fundraising opportunities. We're going to have, um, you know, some sponsors that are going to help scholarship kids if uh, need be. But, you know, we'd really like kids to have uh, some sort of internal motivation to, to really raise their own funds. And so we want to be able to give them options to do that, to be able to cover it. But uh, we definitely don't want money to, to you know, alienate anyone from being able to, being able to play in yeah. our league. Um, but it's a different model, so we got to pay coaches and all that stuff. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to be. I mean, the, here's the deal: it's like I, you know, my daughter plays AAU basketball, and for fall league, you know, for her AAU team, it's fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. So you know, I think a full full fall season for IFL, um, you know, a thousand bucks is 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 still pretty skinny in terms of any kind of profitable revenue for um, sure so and and the the fundraising opportunities that we have for for athletes and for families is um in my opinion it's 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 a lot better than just giving a bunch of email addresses and then hammering your closest family for just straight up cash donations we've got um one one cool uh feature that that we'll have implemented is uh, an exclusive youtube channel where we're going to broadcast uh IFL regular season games, um, do a weekly top 10, um, you know, sort of a, a ESPN first take type of show. We haven't quite worked out all the details on how that, that all is going to look, but um, media is something that, that we like to do. Um, we're, we're pretty good at it. And so we figured why not leverage that, that skill set 
um, for kids that, um, you know, quite, quite honestly, because we are attracting the most talented athletes, um, there are going to be quite a, quite a few of them who are ready to, to start thinking about recruiting, right? right? 14 year olds that are already on the radar of colleges. They've, they've killed it, uh, you know, at, at FBU, they've killed it at their five on five, uh, seven on seven, um, you know, showcase type events. And, and so having a YouTube channel where, um, and, and given the, the format of the league and how competitive it is, there's going to be a much better uh, gauge for the viewer to see like just how good is this kid. Because right. it's one thing if it's like your super team playing a bunch of like bad news bears in your in your regular youth football league, it's hard to gauge like how good somebody really is right. if he's stiff-arming a bunch of kids that are like, you know, his niece or something. Right, right. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, if you can play, come play against the other best players. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the reality, and I think you're gonna um, you're gonna be much better off in the long run when you go play in high school. Yeah. Um, and, I, and here's the other thing: I don't think we're gonna take away from the existing youth organizations, and I think that's we've we've had a lot of people go, "Oh my gosh, you're gonna take all my best players," and it's like, no, we're probably only gonna take one, two, or three of them. Um, but I think what's gonna happen is it's gonna the there's gonna be this natural backload into those youth organizations where kids have been like, Hey, I'm, I'm a running back, but I know because that kid is the running back and has been for the last three seasons and gets the ball 24 times a game. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can play this year. Cause I know that kid's going to play for the IFL. And so I, I think there's going to be some people coming back to those youth organizations that really love football, uh, but maybe haven't physically developed yet to play against, um, you know, the select level talent. Yeah, and that's great. And I, I, and I think that's why there needs to be multiple layers. I mean, there's there's multiple layers of basketball, volleyball, baseball. It's club and AAU, and so why does it not exist for football? And I'll tell you what, we're putting our money where our mouths are, and we're ponying up 